Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Mavs Corner. My name is Kyle Klish, and on today's episode, I have got my buddy Falcon with me again. Falcon, how are you doing today, bud? I'm doing well. You guys haven't heard me from last year, so happy freaking New Year's, y'all. Started. Ah, a whole freaking new year, and uh, that's kind of our little theme for this episode. Is we're going to be talking about New Year's resolutions. We might throw in some personal stuff too, but we want to go through the players and talk about what we want to see them, you know, do better this year. So, uh, first, I want to bring up uh, the All Star Game. You guys can vote every day. Hope you're doing that. I'm doing that. I'm not doing as well as I was doing last year, but please do vote for Luca. He was. Uh, he was number one overall, even above Giannis, which that doesn't matter because he's in the Eastern Conference. But please vote every day for Luca. I think he should be uh, he should be the captain. I mean, Falcon, do you think he's going to be the captain? I mean, at the rate that he's going right now, he should be, could be, and he will be, right? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, you know, going to reiterate what you said. Yeah, just, just go and vote. It takes less than, like, two or three minutes to do every day, you know? Just throw guys in there that deserve it, uh, and Luca especially, right? Like, don't take each season for granted. You know he's doing incredible stuff this season. So let's let's vote him in there. Let's get him in. Let's get him captain. Absolutely. Just just go on Google, type in NBA All Star vote. It pops up. You can just click on the Dallas Mavericks, and then hit, there's Luca right there. And then I'm, I'm myself. I'm putting Porzingis in there too. And I'm not gonna lie. After uh, the other night against the Brooklyn Nets, I definitely gave uh, Kleba. A vote for All Star, so hey, you know I laugh at that, but he played very, very well. I mean, Falcon, yeah, really did did, yeah. did you watch any of it, or did you see the stats as far as Kleba? You know, like yeah, like eighteen points, three blocks. It was ridiculous. Yeah, no, I uh, I was busy, so it didn't come around to. It. I was following throughout the whole time though that I was busy, just as far as stats. And I had a conversation with you off the air about how it seemed a lot closer, uh, much more closer. For comfort, right? Um, just if you're looking at it through ESPN or another stat catching website. Uh, but you know they pulled her off in the end, and I saw what Kleba did. So big props to our dude there. Definitely, and uh, it was pretty cool. It was Harry Potter themed, and I mean we can talk about this now. Falcon, um, kind of just pulling this out of nowhere. You know, it's it's confusing, and it's not a big deal, I guess. But it's kind of fun to talk about Harry Potter. We love Harry Potter ourselves. Now oh, the. The Mavericks program, they have this thing, it's called Feature Presentation, every home game, and they play a, a video clip of a famous movie, a la, it was the Harry Potter movie, and they had Justin Jackson's, you know, head, you know, inserted into Harry Potter, you know, his character, and so, to me, that, that, that made it sound like they were at, maybe they don't think he's Harry Potter, but they were obviously showing it that he was. Now, during the uh, post-game interview... Jeff Skinwade asked Kleba if he was inspired by, uh, by the uh, Harry Potter-themed night, and he said yes, he was. And so he's a possibly Harry Potter deal. And then he also mentioned that Ryan Brokoff is Harry Potter. I mean, who, who's Harry Potter? Who's Hagrid? I mean, oh, wait, I know who Hagrid is, but Falcon, please, tell me what your, <laughs> what your thoughts are, and then I'll, I'll spill mine. Okay, well, if your if your answer for Hagrid is anyone but JJ Barea, I don't want to continue this conversation. Ah, uh, well, 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 well. <laughs> sorry, it's actually Bobon. Bobon is. Yeah, <laughs> well, <that was> <laughs> but man, I guess I don't I don't have a sure in shoe in for Harry Potter. I mean, after the last game, I've got to kind of give it to Kleba, right? Uh, 
I mean, you, you can go with it. It depends on how you interpret it, right? Like, Luca's magic, you know, Harry Potter, the chosen one. He might be the chosen one kind of thing. Yeah, you can go with it a different couple ways, but um, I don't know. After, after this last game, it's got to be Maxi for me. I'm going to have to say Luca because of the Luca magic. And then Ron Weasley is going to have to be Porzingis or Neville. Maybe Porzingis is Neville Longbottom. Yeah. Maybe. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, Big question is who's Hermione? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that. <laughs> no comment. No comment. So. Yeah. Hard pass. Yes. Up. So, let us get to a topic that we have kind of looked up and prepared for on this one. We want to talk. We want to talk about the updated standings. So, if you guys remember. When the season pretty much started, I think it was right before the season, we had gave our predictions, specifically Falcon, about uh, standings from the Western Conference, you know, team one through eight. So, obviously, it's a new year. We weren't going to be 100%. And so now we want to give you an updated version of it. And so I'll go ahead and mention it right now. As of right now, as is January 3rd, the Lakers are number one, Nuggets two, Clippers three, Rockets are the fourth seed. Our Mavericks are fifth. The Jazz are sixth. The Thunder are seventh. And the Spurs are eighth with the Trailblazers behind them at ninth and the Suns at tenth. So, Falcon, I'm going to go ahead and uh, pass this off to you. If you want to talk about your old standings and your new standings, whatever, this is all you now, bud. Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm really not going to go into the old standings too much. Uh, if you want to look up the episode, it's really the second, the second one I was on. Um, but I mean, those those predictions are just wildly out of order. I feel like, especially since the football stayed at the top, right? We've seen kind of how fall how far from grace that they've fallen. Um, like I said, don't don't really have anything too much to talk about there. But I do want to really go through in depth with my new choices. Now, I think this is realistically what we're going to see towards the end of the season. I could be off one or two, but they shouldn't move very much as far as standings. So uh, I'm just gonna kind of break through individually, and then I'll give a recap of you know. One through eight. Um, so, right now, um, as of January third, twenty twenty, um, I have the Lakers finishing number one. Uh, LeBron and company—they're—they're they're just too good, right, to kind of be stopped. Uh, when when you have two top five players, that's really too much for a lot of other teams to overcome. Really, any other team to overcome. Uh, he's LeBron has proven why he's the king. I mean, even without AD at parts of the season, he's kept them alive, he's kept them afloat, and they're still number one in the race, right? Um, they're currently holding their opponents to 105.3 points per game, which is the second highest among qualified playoff teams, just behind Denver at 104.3. Uh, so again, 105.3 for the Lakers, 104.3 for Denver. <laughs> Interesting. Defense is winning them the games. Exactly, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's really high up there. and You know, the old, the old saying, defense wins championships, right? So um, the next team I have is the Clippers. Now, right now the Denver Nuggets are number two, but I have the Clippers at two, um, mainly because seeding is important right now. It's important every year. Um, but it, I think it's especially important this year because one and two could potentially have a cakewalk of a schedule to the playoffs which is ideally what both L.A. teams want because they want to play each other, right? That's kind of the matchup 
that's been set since the narrative that's been set since the beginning of the season. Um, and at some point, you know, you've got to, you're going to see both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard click, right? Like, there's a lot of load management talk and, you know, deals going on right now in L.A. Not everyone's healthy, but you got to think, like, towards the end of the season, these guys, that's another duo superstar team right there that could give LeBron a run for his money. Uh, they could definitely do it. Now, they're currently, their current points per game and their opponent's point per game is third among all qualified candidates at 115.3, 108.3, respectively. So that differential is seven, right? Um, but, you know, towards the end of the season, you, you got to believe that they're going to gear up with both superstars playing. So going on to number three, if there were two, right? So Denver, I moved them down one to three. So their points per game right now is 108.6 which currently ranks 10th among all Western teams. Now, that's that's including teams that are currently out of the playoff race, right? Hmm. Uh, they make up, though, with their defense, which, again, they hold their opponent's points per game to 104.3. Now, that differential is 4.3, right, plus 4.3? Yeah. Um, they are very well coached. They have a plethora of talent. And where they differ from us is that they have a plethora of developed talent. Uh, because we, we have a lot of talent, too, but we're more raw, right, when it comes down to it. Uh, and, and you can just take a look at yesterday with their bench, right? This could be recency bias talking, but Michael Porter Jr., who was their first-round pick last year, he right. put on a clinic last, last night, man. And, like, I think it was 25 points off the bench. And when this team is firing on all cylinders, man, they're, they're almost impossible to stop. So going on to number four here, I actually picked us, the Mavs, at four, right? So I will recap a little bit. My prior, prior standings, I actually had the Mavs uh, just missing the playoffs. Now, I'm a little higher on them here. Um, and once you hear five, you'll, you'll understand why I also have them on four. Um, but I'm flipping the script here, mainly because of how well we've been doing, even with injury. Now, I think our ceiling is third. We could definitely give Denver a run for a third. So I think that's, our, that's the best that we could do this year, assuming both L.A. teams go the way that they do. Um, but if you look at our record, we're 22-10, and 10, or 22-12, and 12, I'm sorry, we're ten and seven at home and twelve and five away, man. That's a huge stat, a strange stat, but an extremely good stat, right? Uh, so, in the real life standings, we're currently fifth with both of our superstars missing different games at different moments, right? Uh, but we're still in the push. Uh, we can still make a push for third because of how strong our point differential is. We are seven plus seven point six. That is highest among every single team right now um, in the West. Uh. We're also currently second in points per game at 116.5, right? We're holding our opponents to 108.9, which is sixth best. Now, that's not, that goes more to the defense talk that we've talked about many times over the course of different podcasts. Um, but yeah, I mean, 116.5, that, that's crazy. That's second best in the West, right? Who do you think number, who do you think number one is? That's right. Let's see what I have at number five, the Houston Rockets. They are currently... 24 and 11. That's with the stat tonight. They played the 76ers and they beat them by about 10 points. Um, we all know how great this team can be, right? Offensively, they're a juggernaut. Uh, they're number one right now at 119.4 points per game. Uh, that's best among everybody with almost three more points. That's including us since we're, we're second. Uh, it's been proven though, and I said this earlier, that defense wins championships. Um, they're currently allowing their opponents to score 113 points. Game, almost 114th really just rounded, uh, which is towards the bottom of the playoff bracket, just ahead of the current eighth seed. Um, and I believe the eighth seed is the Spurs, so that is not good whatsoever. 
Uh, they're currently ahead of us now, two games in our division and conference. But you know, over time, it's just not a viable course. They're allowing too many points and a lack of defense. It's just not sustainable for, to keep them as a top four team in the West. So I, I dropped them to five. I have the Jazz at six. Um, and so when I said earlier that seeding matters, right? Uh, the teams that I have for five, six, and seven are the reason why it matters. Uh, so again, five was Houston, right? Like you don't want to play them over the course of potentially seven games. Seven games. Uh, the Jazz at six, the same way. Um, so teams from this spot onwards, they're they're weaker playoff teams right now in the West. Uh, their differential, like it's not even above four. The point differential plus four. Uh, but that's okay because they kind of make up for it with their grindy, uh, rugged mentality, right? Uh, these are teams that will play the full 48 minutes. They're going to give you run for your money. Uh, Utah showed that good the last two years of the postseason. I don't expect anything different here. Uh, they only score 107.9 points per game, but they hold their opponents to 105.6, which is their best, right? So even when they're not firing offensively, they're going to make it tough for you. Uh, so moving on to seventh. That's the OKC Thunder. Now, Kyle can attest to how resilient this team is just from what he saw the other night, right? Like, he was at the game. He saw them beat us here in Oklahoma City. Uh, they don't wow you in any way, shape, or form. But, I mean, somehow without two superstars during a quote-unquote tanking season, they're currently seventh, right, in the more competitive conference. I don't get that. It's strange, but they're in the hunt. Um, their, their point differential right now is positive 1.2. Again, not much, but... Uh, Again, Kyle can attest to just how good this team can be. Uh, finally, for eighth, I have the Spurs. Now, I picked the Spurs over the Trailblazers for one reason and one reason only. That's Popovich, right? Like, Greg is just way too good of a coach down the stretch to count him out. Um, that would be like counting Bill Belichick and the Patriots out of the NFL playoffs, right? Like, you always hear talks about, like, regression or, or, or maybe, oh, well, this is the end of the dynasty, whatever, right? Now, the Spurs haven't been a dynasty since the big three left, but, I mean, by no means have they not competed for the postseason every year. Um, there's a major drop-off here in terms of their points per game and their opponents' points per game, which is 113.1 to 114.8, respectively, which means their point differential is neg 1.7. Uh, but come the end of the season, I mean, I just have more faith in him and, and that team than I do in the Trailblazers and that, that, that bum mellow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll say one more thing here. I do have an honorable mention that is the Trailblazers. I, I checked out the rest of the conference. I don't think anyone else will give the Trailblazers a run for the money as far as pushing for the eighth spot, right? Uh, so the Trailblazers, uh, they're 15-21 right now, 8-9 at home, 7-12 away. Um, there's still a lot of talent here, uh, but to use a word I've used a lot kind of already, major regression, right? Uh, there's been a ton of it in terms of execution. They're just not getting it done at the end of the day, and if you want to succeed in the West, you have to win. Uh, like I said, I, Kyle had mentioned in an earlier podcast, you know, like kind of my disdain for Melo, and I'll go into that another time. Now, New Year, I don't want to kind of tarnish <laughs> all the good vibes and energy I've got going on by trashing another player, but I don't like Melo. I think he's washed, um, and I don't think he was the right fit for the Trailblazers. I mean, their they're losing record, I think, kind of speaks for itself. Uh, but the bigger issue here, I think, for them is the use of Nurkic, right? That injury from last postseason. Uh, it seems like he was a much bigger cog in the machine than previously thought. They do get him back late this year if they want to get him back, but I think it's too late to make a difference. Um, they picked up Hassan Whiteside over the over the um, the break to 
to kind of fill his role, and Whiteside has filled Nurkic's role well, but there's still just too much inconsistency and injury in Portland, I think, for them to compete for a top eight spot. Um, and, and there's no way they go on a run this year like they did at the end of last year. Remember, last year they went from sixth or seventh all the way up to like the third seed. It was just something ridiculous. So um, that was the honorable mention there. Uh, so, again, that's, that's kind of my one through eight, one through nine, if you will. I'm going to recap. You have the Lakers at one, Clippers at two, so both L.A. teams. Uh, Nuggets at three. Our Mavs, woo-woo, at four, right? <laughs> and then, uh, oh, who was it at five? I just closed it out. Uh, the Rockets. The Rockets, I'm sorry. The Rockets at five. I had the Jazz at six, Thunder at seven, Spurs at eight, and the honorable mention of the Trailblazers at nine. Who could potentially but probably won't do anything Ooh, uh very very uh very nice i uh got to chime in a little bit here and mention what i think as far as your predictions which i like most of it if not all of it i, I think all of it i'm just going to kind of go a little bit different just to go against the grain here so for me i'll pick the nuggets i'll pick them to be number one i still think you're right but I'm going to go just a little bit opposite, so I'll pick the Nuggets. You know, like you mentioned earlier, they're a, a very deep team, and if they're clicking on all cylinders, they can beat anybody. And we mentioned it already. Defense wins games. They're one of the best, if not the best, at that. So give me the Nuggets to be number one, then the Lakers and Clippers at two and three. Ah, I'm going to be the little bit Debbie Downer here, and I'm going to say the Mavericks stay at five where they're at, and we'll just – I guess keep the Rockets at four. I hate to see that, but that'd be a crazy matchup there. The Rockets and the Mavericks putting them four and five. That's That would be a great series to watch. Give me Jazz at six. Um, man, the, that seven, eight, nine, that's tough, man. Like, I, I'm so surprised where the Thunder are right now. Like, I think anybody could say that. If they don't say they're surprised, then they're lying. I mean, the Thunder, they're just a bunch of, like, weird players put together and they're just they're working out so uh and then spurs i mean they've got two you know previous all-stars i'm not sure if they are anymore but just last year they were and then they've got arguably the best coach possibly of all time definitely a top three of all time coach in greg popovich so it's just kind of weird to see them down number eight and then trailblazers with damian lillard and cj McCollum, but especially damian lillard like how are they? I mean, obviously injuries have definitely hurt them, and you say that it's going to be a little bit too little, too late. And I kind of agree with you there, but ideally, I think the Trailblazers sneak it in. I just don't know who gets kicked off at Spurs or Thunder, but it's going to be a fun thing to watch. And uh, yeah, so I really like that. So uh, you want to mention anything else about the standings before we move on to the next topic? Uh, yeah, kind of just a final errant thought, you know, that I, I just thought of literally right now. Uh, you know, it's nice for us for the first time in a long time, like five plus years, to not have to compete for eight, right? Like, it's nice that we're kind Ooh. of, even though middle of the pack isn't necessarily where you'd like to be, I mean, it's still a lot better than the towards the end, right, dragging your feet towards the end. So it, it's nice that we're pretty established, we kind of know where we're headed, what we need to do to, to leapfrog some people, as opposed to, you know scratching tooth and nail to leave other teams it's it's a breath of fresh air uh we can't say that enough like how lucky we are i mean like you said the last several years three four or five years we have been fighting for the eighth seed and we haven't made it like in the last three or so years mm-hmm. 
Alrighty, that is going to do it for this part of the New Year's special episode with me and Falcon. As always, thank you for listening to the Mavs Corner and tune in next time for part two of the New Year's special episode. Thanks, guys.